Good morning and welcome to Leading Edge Medicine with Dr. Jerry Mixon and Dr. Samira Umat. Leading Edge Medicine is sponsored by Longevity Medical Clinics and is devoted to helping you feel and function better tomorrow than you do today by providing the newest and most advanced medical care designed to improve both your body and your brain. Leading Edge Medicine will keep you informed regarding the very latest developments in science and medicine while highlighting some of the Northwest's most prominent physicians, all while helping you separate the science from the silly and the facts from the fiction. This is live call-in radio at its very best, giving you the opportunity to participate in the show. Now, here are your hosts for Leading Edge Medicine, Dr. Jerry Mixon and Dr. Samira Umat, along with their co-host, Lynette Morgan. Hello, Lynette Morgan. Hello. Good morning. Oh, and I I just heard Mark's voice. He filled in last week for me. Yes, and his voice is back. Oh, yes, yes. I love that uh, we have that opportunity. So, oh, back. I had my mom's memorial. Uh, And I want to say it's more, it was more of a celebration of life for sure. So with uh, all the, all of her kids, her grandkids and her great grandkids were there. And yeah, so there I was last week. Well, we were thinking about you thank and you. we're sending you our good wishes. Oh, thank you. That's so an much. important thing to do and yes. I'm glad you got to do it with your family. Yeah, and we did it on her actual birthday, <coughs> which nice. would have been ninety second, and was, we were all ready to celebrate that. Mm-hmm. So we did just in a different way without Well, her she there, lived so. a good life, right? Oh my goodness, she lived a good life and she was loved very, very much. So good, good to be back. What's new? Doctor Wow, we've got a, a whole studio here. In fact, let me give you that phone number so you can make that call and call in and talk to one of our doctors today. We are live in the studio, 800-465-8770. That's 800-465-8770. Dr. Mixon. Well, obviously we got me and I have some makeupas to give out today because <clears throat> I discovered some of the things I said last week weren't quite as true as I wanted them to Oh, be. okay. And so, and I hate it when I'm wrong, but you got to fix it. Uh, and, of course, we have Dr. Umat here, as yes. always. Yes, Dr. Umat and Dr. Ken Pentland. can't see Pentland. you dance. You've got to speak. Come on, say That's hello. Right. Hello. <laughs> Hi, everyone. She's I was over there thinking doing of, her yeah. little Betty Boop dance. That's right. And uh, well, not dancing, but here in the studio is Dr. Ken Pentland that's as right. well. Mm-hmm. Morning. Yeah. yeah. Happy and, to uh, have you here with us today, It's Ken. always exciting to be here. Yeah. And, we Last time Ken was here, he talked about a lot of GI issues and, mm-hmm. and dandelion tea, and he blew <laughs> yes. away some listeners. So that's good. Well, and, and Ken is also the doctor that has our number one control of the uh, the sound wave device the that we use the Viasure that we use for treating both erectile disorder and prostatic hypertrophy. That's right. Right. So he's gonna get to talk about those a bit today. Right. And okay. also for musculoskeletal uh Issues, pain, regional aches and pains. Plantar like, fasciitis, sciatica, mm, all kinds and, of things like you know, that. Um, rotator cuff tendonitis, um, tennis elbow, golfer's elbow, regional aches and pains. Mm-hmm. Wow. And this device really helps with that limited number of treatments and then a little quick evaluation and treatment on the same day. I'm going to talk about that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Sounds good. Good, good. good. Yeah. Very good. But the things I wanted to... Okay, uh, so Dr. Mixon... Correct the record a little bit. We had two fascinating... Fascinating to me. I don't know. They may have bored the hell out of the rest of the audience. But 
They, they, they okay. Medical you, articles generally are pretty boring, but when you <laughs> read them and explain them to somebody, when you have that aha moment in your brain go off, then it becomes fascinating for a listener okay. who's not in medicine. All right. Well, okay. the, the articles fascinate me, but my little boo boos. I had two guys call in last week. One of them had a relative with a B R A C. To BRCA2. I'm, I always transpose the A and the C. Okay, BRCA2 um, breast cancer mutation. And that is a nasty breast cancer situation because those women who have that mutation have a 99% chance of getting breast cancer during their oh. lifetime. So that's, those are the ladies you read about that have prophylactic uh, bilateral breast mastectomies just uh, to prevent themselves from getting breast cancer. At any rate, this gentleman carried the gene and had a prostate cancer. And, you know, I told him that that worried me because uh, things that cause breast cancer and prostate cancer are usually very concordant with one another. The two t- tumors seem to be pretty simple or pretty similar in their, their etiologies. Um, but that I didn't think there was much real research on it. But I went home and found there has been some research on it. I pull, I found and pulled two papers that were, you know, worrisome to a, a significant degree. So if he's listening today, yes, there are a couple of papers on that, and they do indicate that this tends to be a nastier acting tumor. Um, so it, it tends to spread faster and be more aggressive. Therefore, <clears throat> there are some things I'm going to recommend here in just a few minutes about it. And then there was a second caller that I also missed the boat on a bit. Uh, he said, well, if BRCA2 is an issue, what about HERS2, breast cancer? If you carry the HERS2 gene, does that impact your prostate cancer risk? And once more, my answer was, gee, I don't know. I don't think it's been looked at much, but it turns out there are now some papers on HERS2 uh, genetic malformations and um, uh, prostate cancer, and once more, the hers hers to hers protein overexpression makes a faster growing, more aggressive tumor. The good news is, because this is a bad news, good news story, is that those same hers two overexpressors are more responsive to chemotherapy. Mm-hmm. So if it's untreated, the tumor grows faster and causes more trouble. If it is treated appropriately, it actually responds better to the therapies. Okay. Um, now let me get to the fun part of this, uh, this little dissertation. Okay. And this is on exercise and being overweight. Okay. What the studies are showing us more and more and more is that excess body fat increases the risk of all disease, including cancer. And some cancers, the majority, 51 point something percent of liver and gallbladder cancers are triggered by being overweight to obese. Mm. So most of the liver cancer around, excluding those caused by hepatitis C. So if you're hepatitis C negative and you get a liver cancer, there's a 51% chance that it was caused by being overweight. So step one. Um, Gastroesophageal cancer, 
the one that killed our friend recently. Mm-hmm. Once more, 49.6% of it is caused by being overweight, mm-hmm. about almost half. Okay. Um, uterine cancers, end, endometrial cancer, 30-some percent of those are caused by being overweight. Breast cancer, about 20% of all breast cancers are caused by being overweight. So, And prostate cancer. Men that are overweight get more prostate cancer and they get more aggressive tumors. Because the fat, it turns out, is an active gland. Your, your excess body fat is kicking out peptides, enzymes, hormones, cytokines, and immune factors that increase your risk of dementia, heart attacks, strokes, atherosclerosis, diabetes, and cancer, all increased by being overweight. Muscle, I used to tell people, working muscle produced about 100 myokines. These are compounds that reduce disease. They help you to grow new brain tissue. They help to clean out your arteries. They help to maintain your joint integrity and to give you better resistance to cancer. The myokine count now is up to over 300. So working muscle produces more than 300 different compounds that flood into your system to kill cancer. And so let me give you a few numbers on that. Okay. You, you men and women out there that are worried about any kind of cancer, okay? <clears throat> People who do six hours of exercise per week, now that's modest, mild to moderate exercise, lower their risk of all cancers by about 30%. Wow, that's huge. Yeah. Okay, six hours per week, not per, per day, week. per, per week. week. <clears throat> Three hours of vigorous activity do even does even better can lower your risk by almost 50%. Wow. Now, three hours of vigorous activity is pretty tough. Yeah. I cannot run for three hours. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I can run for 30 minutes if I'm really running instead of jogging. But at the end of 30 minutes, I'm just running a river of sweat behind me. But I can do 30 minutes of running three times a week and 30 minutes of weightlifting three times a week. And it Mm -hmm. turns out that resistance training for men and women, ladies, listen carefully to this, resistance training for women is more efficient at preventing your breast and liver and uterine cancers than walking or jogging. Mm, Wow. Aerobic activity is good. Resistance training for men and women is better. Right. Even better. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what about those women out there going, but I don't want big muscles like my husband if I do. You can't get them. There you go. You can't get them. You don't have enough testosterone. Yeah. A 20-year-old at our peak of testosterone production, a man is up around a total testosterone between 1,000 and 1,200. A woman is about... 80, mm. 75 to 80. <laughs> okay. So there's no way that woman with a total testosterone of 75 or 80 can make the muscle mass of a man of 1,000 to 1,200. It just can't be done. Okay. Um, so relax. Do the exercise. Okay. The exercise, the, the resistance training is better than aerobics. So Ideally, do them both so you get as much exercise in the week as possible. Very good. Now, Dr. Mixon, what are some things that somebody listening right now that says, okay, I can't get to the gym. What can I do at home that you is You have considered? a floor. 
uh, okay. They have, have they have a floor. They have a floor. You can do this at home. You can do crunches. Okay. Yeah. You can do squats where you, you know, like you're going to sit down and to start with, put a chair behind you in case you squat and fall. Okay. This is really, it's the action of sitting into a chair and standing back up. Sitting in a chair and standing back up. Mm-hmm. Those great big thigh muscles are getting worked. Yeah. You know, can you do a plank? Just kind of put, get on your elbows and your toes and hold that position without sagging. There's okay, a Okay, that's resistance training. Good. Good. Try doing uh, push-ups. You start with your girl push-ups from the knees and once you can do a, you know 12 or 15 of those then move to the the uh, military push-up the full full length if you've got a floor you can you can do exercise uh, if you can walk you can do exercise if right. you have a set of stairs anywhere in your environs you can do stair you know you don't need a stair master at three no you can do real just, stairs real stairs work just fine there are probably a hundred apps out there that show a variety <laughs> yeah. of exercises yeah. Those, yeah. so there's a lot of free information available mm-hmm. on social media and all you do is go to YouTube and say a high intensity interval exercise and mm-hmm. they'll pop up 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, pick one and just follow along. They're doing it in front of you on your monitor or on your TV mm-hmm. screen if you can put it up on your TV and in the privacy of your own home, just keep following along. Yep. You can go high intensity or you can lower it for your convenience but it's not expensive to do any of this. Right. You do not have to have a gym member or a you personal can, trainer. You can no, do it at you home. You can do it at home. You really can. Yep. So, hey, you know, there's, there's really no excuse. Um, and here's a, kind of the fascinating stuff. Women, I used to say that women who had breast cancer. Now, let me back this up a little bit. When you're diagnosed with breast cancer, you did not just get the cancer the day of the diagnosis. Okay. Cancer, all cancer, starts with one cell that mutates. And then at the end of its life cycle, it doubles, and you have two cells, and then four cells, and six cells, and eight cells, and 16 cells, and 32 cells, etc. The cancer cannot, won't get big enough for us to find until there are tens of millions of cells oh. in it. So the average person, a woman who gets breast cancer, when it's diagnosed, she's had that cancer three to seven years, depending on the, the replacement rate of the tumor. So when the doctor says, oh, my gosh, you have breast cancer, she's already had that three to seven years. Okay. They didn't just nothing she just did in the last couple of years caused the cancer. It's been mm-hmm. there for a long time. Here's the fascinating thing. A woman who takes up vigorous exercise, redu- in, I'm sorry, increases her survival from her breast cancer by 60 percent. Wow. 60 percent. So three to seven years into the cancer, starting a new exercise program will improve your survival by 60%. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Okay. Okay. That's, that is how potent those myokines produced by muscle are. Very important. We got to take a little break. But mm-hmm. You know what? I'm going to stay on the same subject I for think a, we a should. few more minutes okay. we when to. we come back. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then yeah. we're going to talk to Al, and we'd love to talk to you too. Do you have questions about the information that you're hearing, or maybe a recent diagnosis or something that you or a loved one is going through? We invite you to call in with your questions. Don't wait until the last part of the show. Call right now. Be at the beginning of the show, like Al did. Eight hundred four six five eight. 770. That's 800 465 8770. We're back with more leading edge medicine in just a moment. 
Aging gracefully is a terrible option. Learn to live to your fullest potential. It's a lot more fun. Call now with your questions at 1-800-465-8770. That's 1-800-465-8770. And stay tuned for more of the show. Pete Talbot here again for a good friend of mine, Dr. Michael Gilbert of Northwest Vision Institute in Bellevue and Kirkland. My wife Vicki and I have been seeing him for over 20 years, but most importantly, Michael and his entire medical team are simply amazing, offering what virtually no other clinics offer, an advanced ocular exam. Honestly, it's like Dr. McCoy on Star Trek compared to the typical eye exam you're used to. For nearly 40 years now, I've been researching and interviewing physicians throughout the country. And I can tell you, whether it's LASIK, RLE, refractive cataract surgery, retina, or dry eye problems, without question. Dr. Gilbert and all the doctors at Northwest Vision Institute are some of the most advanced in the Pacific Northwest. To schedule your advanced ocular exam, go to nwvision.com, nwvision.com, or you can call 425-450-2020, 425-450-2020. Just take those old Oh, yeah. Dr. Mixon loves that old-time rock and roll. I do, I do, I do. Yes, we do. (laughs) He's dancing away. (laughs) One of the joys of my life, dancing till they shut the joint down. (laughs) Yes. It's Leading Edge Medicine. We have Dr. Uh, Samira Umat, Dr. Ken Pentland, and Dr. Jerry Mixon in the studio waiting for your calls. And we've got a couple on the line. We'll get uh, to those in just a moment. I just want to do a little bit more on on this particular subject. So I want to talk to you know the guys about prostate cancer because we, we just gave you some really encouraging information about breast cancer okay that women who take up an aggressive exercise program even three to seven years into or after the cancer started can improve their survival by 60 percent wow that's no drug news no radiation that's no incredible. surgery that's so just nobody the tells them this no nobody tells them this nope. and they and they need to know yeah they do need to know and uh you guys with your your prostate cancers okay if you catch it early and you have a Gleason 6 or 7, we've already established, you got a 93% chance it'll never grow and kill you because your immune system will keep it under control. That's good. But let us assume you've got one of those nastiest castrate-resistant or they put you on the the, the uh, drugs to block your Vision testosterone. So, and now you've converted and you're starting to grow that tumor again. And this is the, the most deadly form of prostate cancer. Again, men who do two things. One, lose the excess body fat. Get lean because the fat is killing you. The fat is actually promoting the cancer growth and inhibiting your immune system from fighting the cancer. Mm, The second thing is take up vigorous activity. Men who do even with prostate or with castrate resistant cancer, the most aggressive prostate cancers, if they take up vigorous physical activity, they cut their or they increase their survival 
by 60%, just like the breast cancer. Really? Wow. Moderate activity, walking, jogging, those sorts of things, 30% improvement in survival. Okay. But vigorous activity uh, for for three full hours a week of vigorous activity improved their survival by 60%. Wow. So, and they can split that up, right? They can do few minutes a day, add it up to three hours total a in week. The week. Yes, yeah. and that's why I'm I'm talking about you know what I want to do for me. Having read these studies, yeah, ah. I'm already pretty active, but mm-hmm. I am going to formalize it, and I'm going to do basically um, three thirty-minute sessions of running with. Three thirty-minute sessions of re, of heavy resistance training, yeah, to, to increase a little muscle bulk because next month I turn seventy-six years old, mm. and I am just statistically at this age, I have an over seventy percent chance that there is a prostate cancer hiding somewhere in my mm. prostate that I don't know about yet. Mm-hmm. That's that's just the numbers. A, yeah. a man in his seventies has a seventy percent chance that there somewhere in that prostate is a bit of mm. prostate cancer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm in the age group for all kinds of other nasty right. stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I'd like to avoid it because I got an 11 year at home, year old at home and I'm not going to let her date till she's 30. And <laughs> hey, you got to be around for that to <laughs> clean your shotgun and that's right. <laughs> your <laughs> AR. Jerry, um, to all this talk about building muscle, there's one thing I'd like to add and that's in diet and that's reducing intake of sugar because sugar feeds cancer. Yep. And so, you know, diet and lifestyle modification can have a huge impact on your survival and your life, basically. Remember, sugar feeds fat. Yeah. Sugar feeds, triggers insulin production. Mm -hmm. Insulin produces fat. Fat kills you. That's what feeds the cancer. Right. <laughs> okay. So it's a, it's a multi-step process. The other thing I want to point out is that if you're over 50, your ability to make that muscle mass that's going to fight and kill your potential cancers and help you grow brain cells and help you recover your cardiovascular tree, you're at a disadvantage. If you're over 50, you don't have enough anabolic hormones to make a lot of muscle, Mm. which is why at Longevity Medical Clinic, one of the first things we do when we start a new patient is to raise their anabolic hormone load so they can make muscle preferentially over fat. Mm -hmm. Because if you're making muscle instead of fat, it's easier to get lean, and that can save your life. Yep. All right. Some good words there. My husband just commented. He texted me. He's on his way into work. He's like, oh, this is such good stuff. (laughs) I just said, hey, I have some ideas on how to raise your blood. Um, You know, our new normal, we become used to a new normal in our life and we forget what we used to be like. Yes. And we kind of accept it. And so this is just a reminder that you don't have to accept this. For 25 years that I've run this clinic... I have said over and over, normal is great when you're 18. By 50, normal stinks. <laughs> it's just the way it is. Indeed I always tell does, people yeah. you say that. Well, yes, yes, normal stinks. <laughs> but see, we become used to it. We yeah. forget what it was like to be able to run down the stairs and to be able to, you know, just take things for granted mm. that we didn't think about. We Why just run did it. down the stairs? I'd rather run, run up, up the stairs. Run up the stairs. Oh, do yes. whatever you like. <laughs> 
better exercise. There you go. When we yeah. just finished building our house last year, one of the things I would have friends going, why are you putting stairs in? I'm like, because I want to have to go up and down those stairs. Right. Yeah. As I, yeah, it's, it's good for you. It's Another good for phrase you. I love is sitting is the new smoking. Yes. yes is. Sitting yeah. is the new smoking. We've got lots of ideas for t-shirts for you for uh, leading edge medicine. Normal stinks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Longevity.com. All right. You ready to take some phone calls? Let's take some phone calls. All right. We're going to stay right here in the Bellevue area. We have Al on the line. Hi there. Good morning, Al. Good morning, doctors. How, how are you folks? Ooh, I think Wonderful. we're all great. How can we help you today, sir? Uh, regarding AFib, I've had the, uh, now mind you, I'm 63, but I look like I'm in my 30s. I'm, I'm in better shape now than I've than I was when I played collegiate basketball. I have some okay. good genetics going for myself. However, I I had the cardio aversion and then I had an ablation also for AFib. Okay. And my AFib has come back. This happened a year ago when I had the procedures. So I'm just wondering, is there any uh, is there anything that if you folks were going through AFib or you understand my question. It's just a general yes, what do you do? type of question regarding yeah. what do you do to keep to keep out of AFib and to be in good rhythm. Okay. That's a tough one because you know, when you've had the the uh, cardioablation, the atrial ablation with the, the maze procedure or one of its variants, reoccurrences are nasty now because they, they tell us that they did not interrupt those tracks in, in which your kind of cyclic sure. electrical impulses are, are, are circling round and round. Or they did it temporarily and now it's back. Yeah. And then the question is, are you yeah. a candidate for another uh, ablation procedure or another cardioversion? Or do they want to add medications or, to it? Uh, yeah. And so that's driven by multiple other factors. Um, it's easier to start you on a medication, but the medications do carry side effects. And the aversion to the side effects of the medication medications is what prevents my patients from trying from from using them and and therefore trying for another procedure mm-hmm. so definitely right. you can ask if you are a candidate now what they'll do at this stage for you is they have a score and based on that score they will de- determine whether you should start taking oral ha- anticoagulants or not like the plavix class of drugs and they, it has nothing to do with how good you look or how healthy you are. It's, you know, family history, uh, personal history, recurrence rate, um, blood levels of um, cholesterol, and those criteria will give them a number, and then based on that number, they'll say, oh, you need to start taking a blood thinner. Now, Unfortunately, a lot of people do have side effects from blood thinners. Some will, you know, tolerate them without any problems, but a lot of other people do have issues. So the question is going to be how many of those other personal problems you have that give you that criteria and the number and whether you can avoid the blood thinner or not. The other question is, right. and, and I don't know, this is the question you'd have to ask your, your cardiologist especially your, your procedural cardiologist. And that is, what about the possibility of using a watchman? Uh, you know, the, the watchman is a, a device that they put in the left atrial appendage to prevent the, the clot from forming up there. 
so that you don't need to go on anticoagulation. And, uh, you know, I don't know the practicalities of putting a watchman in the, the appendage if you've already had a, uh, an ablation procedure because that, that lining, that inner surface of the atrium has been pretty well scarred and, and hash marked. But it would be an interesting question because that might mean that you could not, you could avoid going on anticoagulation mm. for the rest of your life, even if they decided they needed to leave you an AFib. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, these are mostly questions not for the anti-aging doctors on the radio, but for your cardiologist. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, there is no risk factors known like, you know, caffeine or in food. Caffeine, for, thankfully, is not a risk factor. That's right. Uh, chocolate is not a risk factor, although some people who feel like they get anxious when they drink too much coffee, definitely you should not drink it. But Well, I have one friend who... A single glass of wine yeah. will put him in eight fib. Really? W- yeah. Within 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. He drinks the wine, bang, he's in atrial yeah. fibrillation. Mm-hmm. So his cardiologist is obviously Don't taking drink. him off alcohol. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. But that I have no sense. idea what the mechanism would be that yeah. alcohol would trigger atrial fib in him. It's just kind of a head scratcher. But, yeah. But so it's if, been observed over and over. But a good thought, Jerry, because if he knows of any personal triggers, then he should obviously avoid them. And then I tell everybody, you know, uh, start stimulating the vagus by deep breathing, relaxation, so that you're slowing down the heart rate, and so you can sure. avoid an, an, an impending attack. But when they come, they come. Well, and of course, there's the old 1950s cure for atrial fibrin, which was to stick your face in ice water. Oh, yeah. Okay. They used to Wow. In the 1950s, they didn't have decent drugs, they didn't have decent procedures for atrial fibrillation. And they would actually have people fill a big bowl of ice water and stick their face in the ice water, and it would trigger the parasympathetic, the parasympathetic <laughs> yeah, and a wow. big parasympathetic discharge, and the vagus nerve would go, whoop, wait, <laughs> hold it, and the heart rate Shock. would slow down. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, we don't do that anymore. No, no. <laughs> Is that why the football players throw icy Gatorade on their coach after a no, win? they're just antisocial <laughs> monsters. Well, that's okay, a that's a whole different thing. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Al, was right, that well, helpful thank for you? Thank you so much. Right. Yes. Good luck, Al. It is. Very right, much bye-bye. so. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye, sir. Yeah. You're tuned bye-bye. in to Leading Edge Medicine today. We're taking your phone calls. We are headed to Kirkland in just a moment, but we're going to take a quick break. Here's that number to get through to you. Phone lines are open. Here's the number. It's 800-465-8770. That's 800 800- Four six five eight seven seventy. We're back with more leading edge medicine in just a moment. Leading edge medicine. Leading edge medicine. Listen to past programs by going to lmclinic.com. Call in now at one 465 8770 That's one 465 8770 Longevity Medical Clinic is happy to announce that Longevity Development, the business and marketing arm of Longevity Medical Clinic, has entered a strategic management relationship with Paramount Pharmacy. As a medical clinic, we cannot tell anyone where they have to go to fill their compounded prescriptions. We can only make suggestions. But for the last two years, we have referred our patients to Paramount Pharmacy for three key reasons. Excellent quality control 
excellent pricing, and excellent customer service. And now, due to our new management oversight and relationship, Longevity Development and Paramount are actually working together to better serve our patients. A team approach to better health care. It truly can make a difference. And now, to celebrate and to convince you that we truly feel we can better serve your health needs while saving you money, Paramount has agreed to make an offer to all new patients willing to give Paramount a try. On your first prescription only, Paramount is offering you a 90-day supply for their 30-day cost. That's right, a 90-day prescription for the 30-day cost. All you need to do is call Paramount at 425 425- 251-1660. It's as simple as that. Call 425-251-1660. Man, I feel like a woman. to congratulate you today, Jerry. Yes. You got Dr. Pentland dancing. I yes. have failed in, in the right music. You know. what? Hello, we taken you to the right music Yay. places and I couldn't get you to dance. There <laughs> we well, go. Good. Okay. Dr. Pentland, so that's we're awesome. We're going to do the Ken Pentland Dance studio. Dance studio. <laughs> well, we are remodeling. We might be able to add that in. Have a little so. extra space upstairs. I think I so. Had not, I had not penciled in any dance studios. Get the disco yet. lights out. <laughs> oh, yes. I'll bring one in. Yes, I have one. Okay. So we are here with Leading Edge Medicine. Three doctors in the studio. Dr. Samira Umat. We have Dr. Jerry Nixon here and also Dr. Ken Pentland. And we invite you to call with your questions for the doctor's today, whatever you would like to talk about, 800-465-8770. We're headed to beautiful Kirkland. We have Bill on the line. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, Bill. Uh, good morning, everyone. A quick question on uh, collagen. In my early 60s, just noticing, you know, skin changes, uh-huh. but I suspect collagen is more, more than about uh, how you look and wrinkles in the skin. It just mm-hmm. is, is there uh, procedures or uh, supplements that are uh, recommended to help replace uh, collagen? Yes. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that, doctors. Okay. Sure. Well, for the face and neck, we have a couple of things we can do. First of all, and the one that I personally use is progesterone. Uh, progesterone makes the skin more elastic. It, it enhances collagen production, fills in a lot of your small wrinkles, and helps you sleep at night. So uh-huh. I apply my daily progesterone t- to my face and neck. My excuse for using the progesterone, of course, is not my vanity, though I have a fair bit of it. Uh, it is because it helps keep my prostate from enlarging. Okay, uh, Progesterone changes the function of the alpha estrogen receptor in the prostate and helps it to not immortalize the prostate cells so the prostate doesn't get as big as fast. And being a man in his mid moving into his late 70s, that's an important factor for me. But side effect is prettier skin. Oh, yes. So. <laughs> Dr. Mixon has pretty skin. So, uh, but, Dr. Mixon, okay, so you, by putting it on your neck and facing, face, facing. that can help... 
That helps. It takes about three months. Okay, but that can help. It, but you get a high concentration of it in that skin, and so the skin gets softer, smoother, fills in, makes more collagen. But you also absorb it through the skin into the bloodstream. Okay, and it's the rising progesterone levels in the blood that protect your prostate. Okay. So it's not, it's not the face that makes your prostate better. Okay. Pretty faces don't give you smaller prostates. Um, I'm not a doctor, so I ask these <laughs> questions. <laughs> I ask the questions I'm wondering if the listeners are wondering about. Right. Okay. Also, progesterone. the anabolic hormone loads mm-hmm. increase all connective tissues. Okay. Testosterone, dehydroepiandosterone, pregnenolone, all these are all important for increasing deep tissue growth and healing. Now, it's kind of odd because testosterone slows and gives you uglier skin healing. If you have a, a laceration, high testosterone men make bigger scars. Okay. I don't think men mind, though. We don't mind as hey, much. Hey, look That's at right. this. But if, you want, if, if, you're, if you're an older man and you're having surgery, ah. if you want a pretty scar, you take a little estrogen cream and you apply estrogen cream to the scar. The high estrogen content locally there will give you much prettier healing with less scarring. Okay. But for deep tissue repair, ligaments, tendon, muscle, connective tissues that hold you together, dehydroepiandosterone and testosterone are very important. I think he was asking about over-the-counter, maybe, as well, because these are all prescription things. Well, he wanted something that worked. Yeah. (laughs) And that is my big problem, actually, with over-the-counter, because I've had many people ask me. And they don't work without. I don't know the answer. Yeah. 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 There's also just basic vitamin C, very important for collagen production. Vitamin C, some zinc, um, and vitamin E. I mean... All of the antioxidants help protect the skin. What about the collagen supplements available in the market today? Some of them are very expensive. They are, and, yeah. your, and your gastric acid breaks them down to the constituent amino acids almost instantly. So, you know, if you're going to eat collagen, okay, the collagen that you're, that you're eating is not human collagen. And so your mm. body cannot just take that intact, you know, b- pig cow or shark collagen and put it in to work in your body. It's structurally different than human collagens. Okay. But what you do is your stomach acid and the peptases in your in your pancreatic fluid break it down to the constituent amino acids and the amino acids then can be used by your body to make proteins including collagen. Mm. But once more, that's under the control of your anabolic hormone load. If you don't have enough anabolic hormones, you can't make good protein, which is why older men get weaker. They can't run as fast, jump as high, lift as much. You know, they're, they're, they're losing that muscle mass and that collagen and those connective tissues. Their ligaments are weaker. They're higher risk of, of having a tendon rupture, of a joint ligament go away. Their knees and hips go out. Again, if you really want to produce collagen, ligament, tendon, muscle, you need to come to Longevity Medical Clinic. Because and get that's, balanced. That's what we do for a living. We measure where you are and we put you where you ought to be. Okay. So the, the, oh. the stuff you see over the counter, the stuff you mm-hmm. see in your ads on the Internet. Liquid collagen. It's only important 
The only miracles produced are the amount of money that flows into their bank account. Ah, at 170 uh, pop <laughs> yes. a month. That's the miraculous cure. Okay. I okay. wondered about that. You I know, have there, friends that have asked about that. Some of the expensive collagen pow- powders, I mean, I've looked at the ones at uh, stores locally, um, and then I've looked at some of the online ones that are more expensive, and they claim that they have uh, bovine collagen yeah. or porcine collagen. Yeah. And so people pay extra money, or fish collagen. People pay extra Shark money. Collagen. Shark But that the would question be, is... Be interesting become sharky <laughs> are you are you actually absorbing it converting it into anything useful or not oh. if you if you really if you're looking at eating or swallowing collagen um, go to your local Vietnamese restaurant and order tendon soup mm. okay mm. Uh, tendons ears nose uh, these uh, ox tail, these parts of the animal that in the West we throw away. Mm. But Vietnamese, Asian, Thai, Cambodian, Asians eat it all because food was always in very short supply there. Right. These were mm-hmm. subsistence, barely survival. They threw nothing away. Yep. But it turns out that these things we throw away are very collagen rich. Mm. You know, pig ears, pig snout, yeah, oh, okay. pig tail, pig hooves. Tendons, ligaments from the animals, not just the stakes, but the connective tissue, those are all collagen. Okay. And so you can eat it. You can pay a big, big price to eat it in, in a supplement and a powder, or you can just... Have a steak every day is what I'm hearing you say? I did not say no, a steak. No, it's okay. muscle. No, no. The muscle collagen. Tendons. It's yeah. the collagen. The yeah. It's the okay. tendon. Yeah. The, the ligaments. That's yeah. Tendon those. soup. Yes. And every Vietnamese restaurant sells tendon soup because it's very popular in Asia. Wow. Bill, lots of great information there for you. Oh, wonderful answer. And, and, and uh, Dr. You Matt did zero in on it. I was wondering if anything over the counter would be helpful, yeah. but it really doesn't sound like it. I think I'll go it really the isn't. Soup, no. Yeah. The closer you're going to get to over the counter is at your local Asian restaurant. Mm. <laughs> That's good to know. Uh, and it tastes I, better. I like Asian. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I like Asian too, but I married one. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Excellent Bill, thank you for your call. You so much. Okay, right. take care, sir. Enjoy. Bye-bye. Oh, you bet. Yeah, you know, it, it's interesting to see the different trends that get uh, all of a sudden. Everybody's doing this over the counter, and so you can do this. Is, and, is yeah. pho what you're referring to when you say tendon soup, or is tendon soup something completely different? It's more specific. It's yeah. more specific. Okay. Yes, so you have to there's ask a, there's a lot of different kinds of pho. Ah. Okay. And, and but there is one specific and Chinese restaurants have them too. Okay. okay. Yeah. So All right, tendon soup. Tendon soup. Yours and my homework, Lynette, yes. for this week. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna have pretty skin like Dr. Mixon. <laughs> All right. We have phone lines open for you and your questions at 800 465 8770 That's 800 465 8770 Had a caller just a little while ago call in um, who was anonymous, just wanted to say that recently they went to Bella Medica, mm-hmm. which is part of longevity. And this is a, a gentleman. He had a hydrafacial. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. I'm reading his. He was raving about it and gave a big boost of confidence. 
confidence to him, and he wanted to suggest that other men should go out and try one. Oh, that's so, so nice. This is wonderful. Hydrafacial. Right, so yeah. there are things that you can do at Bella Medica also. Yeah, and if collagen. you're still listening, thank you so much for the call in. Thank I you do very much. Appreciate for that. it. Yeah, it is a brand new machine for us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I didn't have to twist Jerry's arm for this one. <laughs> I did work on a Saturday and Sunday for it, but that's okay. Yay. <laughs> he approved it easily. And I, I tell you, I have not seen our master estheticians so happy about any single purchase we've ever made as I saw them happy about this one. Well, this week I'm going to come over and try it out myself. Well, you, I would like to uh, yeah, the schedule. You really need to. By the way, you missed an appointment last week. So I, w- I, I didn't I got see it on my heat. calendar. I got the heat for that. I, mean, I set it up for you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so, so Dr. So, so what, so what is hydrofacial is uh, for men and women. So thank you for the gentleman <clears throat> for calling in. But it is basically a new way to give... Um, an exfoliation cleansing and a boost to the skin uh, with a machine and the beauty about it is that the machine controls the suction, the extractions and uh, then the boosters that go in are also determined by your master esthetician they're chosen by the master esthetician providing the treatment but it's automated and she's just using a device and then because there's water involved so it goes through a syringe and then they collect the gunk that comes off of your skin and they're very proud to show it to you (laughs) There's this thing about about these women working so hard on your face. They're like, okay, this is what came off of your skin. Yes, this is what we took off. But and then um, after they have cleansed it, hydrated it, um, they apply either a chemical peel or exfoliation or whatever that you need done for your skin. They'll do that. And then because our device is the latest, the brand new uh, version of it, it's all automated, so it doesn't let them skip any steps in case they forget. It it tells them step one, two, and three, so they follow them in in chronological order and then finally they let you sit for a few minutes with an LED light Mm. and um, that just basically rejuvenates the skin as well so the treatment is painless so of all the things that we do there's a little bite this one is painless so if you're you know wanting some just uh, downtime a relaxation something to give a little glow to your face well this will definitely do it Um, And it takes about, depending upon what they choose for you, between 30 minutes to an hour for the whole treatment. If you do the full um, treatment session, that it'll be an hour with the um, lymphatic drainage. And then finally finishing up with the LED lights and the three steps in the middle that I mentioned with the exfoliation and then the cleansing and then the boosters and hydration that go on top. Very good. Okay, would anybody like the uh, some of the science on the skin cycle? Yeah, the yes. s- skin cycle is actually a very new thing. It was popularized recently on social media, oh. and uh, what it is is they try a certain things at different things at nighttime. Then they give you a little bit of a break, so you do them for two days. You take a little break, and then you do something differently for two days, and then you come back to the original. So it's cycling, but helping rejuvenation the skin cells. Well, what I was referring to, and I'll get to it right after this break is the natural replacement cycle of skin cells. Oh, yeah, I'm talking about skin cycling and treatment for skin. Right, and I'm I'm talking about how fast your skin grows and gets replaced. Ooh, we like that. So we'll be back in just a minute or two. Oh, yes, and we'll be back with your calls as well. This is Leading Edge Medicine, and we are live in the studio. Here's the number to get through, 800-465-8770. We'll be right back. 
was impressed. Leading Edge Medicine. Leading Edge Medicine. Don't believe the lie that you have to fall apart at the normal rate and see what your options really are at lmclinic.com. lmclinic.com. Stay tuned for more of the show. Is chronic pain beginning to make your everyday life a challenge? Then consider the only doctor with over 30 years of experience in pain medicine techniques, including stem cell therapy. That's Dr. Daniel Nelson, MD, with Eastside Pain and Regenerative Medicine. Here's what a satisfied patient had to say. Yeah, I started about like a year and a half ago. Uh, I started having some sharp pain in my left hip. It's getting tough to climb upstairs, uh, tough to play with the kids. Everybody was kind of pointing towards the same thing of, you know, you had to get a hip replacement. And Dr. Nelson is great about saying, hey, you know, there's there's different types of medicine out there that we can help fix this without surgery. Six to eight weeks later, you start to realize like, oh, I, I can climb a stair. And it was really actually kind of great after that eight week mark, like oh, I can start doing things. So definitely see the results pretty quick. Don't let pain take control of your life. Consider stem cell therapy with Dr. Daniel Nelson, MD, 425-823-4000. That's 425-823-4000. Or you can find Dr. Daniel Nelson online at DanielNelsonMD.com. You can. The Eagles lost a member yesterday. Yeah, they did. Yeah. 70... 76, I believe. My age. Yeah, just a young guy and still touring kid. with the Eagles. Just a kid. There we go. I, I just blanked. Of course, it is Meisner. my second childhood. That's what it is. Was that Steve Meisner or uh, Ray Meisner? I just blanked on his name, but Meisner was his last name. He passed away yesterday. So, oh, okay. little Eagles. All right, you're talking skin and skin. how we can rejuvenate yeah, our skin. And- yeah, you know, as we get older, our skin starts getting beat up a whole lot. And part of that is the fact that it sticks around longer to be damaged more. Mm. Um, a baby, newborn. Skin cells are replaced every two or three days. Oh. So and those kids are growing fast, and the, the turnover in that skin is very quick. So, you know, mm. kids who get diaper rash and stuff, you know, you, <clears throat> you finally clean off the poop, and by the morning it's all fresh it's and, all and new, it's and that's like, because oh. the skin turnover mm-hmm. is so fast. They mm-hmm. heal and repair so fast. By the time you're 20, that's down to about two weeks for most of your skin. And so each skin cell that is created will hang around about two weeks, and it's got time to get some damage done yeah. to it, radiation injuries and chemical injuries and pollution and trauma. Yeah. But by the time you're 60, yeah, it's three to four months. Right. The skin oh, is sitting yeah. there waiting to be traumatized and damaged. And when you get up in your 70s and 80s, it can take six to eight months to replace the skin cell. Yeah. Wow. And so getting rid of the old skin right. cells and letting the newest ones you've made come to the surface improve the looks. And that's why yeah. things like the hydrofacial yeah. make mm. people look so much fresher. We're kind of washing off the older upper layers and letting the newest cells you've made come to the fore. What works even better, of course, is to alter your endocrine balance so that you make skin newer faster. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And and it's because that's what we're really after is the growth factors. You know, um, uh, it, 
at different ages, people look different, right? But there's some people that just look good at an older age as well. And this is a shout out to the gentleman I met at the office yesterday who's come back to rejoin the program. I think he's listening and he knows who he is. I won't mention his name, but he's 81 and he looked great. Oh, and his comment was he wished he had never left. <laughs> but I'm happy to see him. But even yes. at 81, I'm happy sure. to see him. He's coming back. He took a hiatus and he looked great, but he mm. said, he heard us on the show and he did the, the gallery test, the early detection for oh, cancer yes. that prompted him to come back. And now he's rejoining our team and our care. But, you know, when we take care of their endocrine balances, it reflects on the face. It does. And then some people just genetically look good. Yes. It, there's nothing we can do about your genome. Yeah. Okay? You've got a great genome, a so-so genome or a bad genome. And, you know, we're kind of stuck with that. But we can involve the epigenetics. Yeah. Which of those genetic traits you have, which ones are going to be expressed and show up mm. in either robust good health or diseases and cancers and autoimmune processes? You know, what you're saying about the skin turnover, it reminds me a lot about GI lining turnover mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Ah. You know, as we get older, that's slowing down as well. And that's a, that's a big area where cells turn over quickly. Yeah. Yes, it is. And then it affects gut health. And nutrient absorption. Right. Mm, okay. All right, doctors, are you ready for another phone call? Let's do it, do it. Taking your calls today live in the studio, 800-465-8770. You can call us just like Ray did from Woodenville. Hi, Ray. Hey, good morning, everyone. Hey, um, Good morning. I got two questions, but the, prim- the, the primary one is um, my wife is um, 62, and she's having this problem of waking up because her bladder is bugging her in the nighttime. Is there anything she can do for that? And she says that's pretty common mm-hmm. for women her age, and I don't have any idea because I'm not yeah, that gender, no. and I don't well, identify as that gender. Yeah. <laughs> well, good for you. Yes. Tells me you're sane. There you go. Well, at least in that way. Uh, exactly. Yes. Yeah, we may have our own mental kinks, but not that particular one. So... Uh, Samara, I see you just kind of... No, no, I'm waiting to hear what you're going to say about it, Jerry. (laughs) Okay. Well, yeah, tiny bladder syndrome. (laughs) Well, she didn't have it earlier. I understand that. that, But yeah, (laughs) it seems to develop as the estrogen, progesterone, testosterone axis is declining. She's right in the age group. Ah, That's right. Very classic. Yeah. Um, You know, it usually starts around late 40s to mid 50s, and it gets worse and worse until levels off at its worst and stays there from about 70 on. Wow. Um, And it's just a matter of the elasticity in the entire urogenital tract. So uh, the odds are her vagina is now not stretchy and soft and moist like it used to be. You know, she may start having some discomfort with intercourse um, because that she's losing the elasticity there. The, the uterus is involuting, it's shrinking, and that's basically pulling on the bladder because the bladder is attached to the front wall of the uterus down at the bottom. And then the bladder itself is losing its elasticity. Uh, the, the elastic collagen 
fibers and so on are, are going away. Right. Uh-huh. And okay. uh, that can be repaired, uh, not surgically, just with uh, hormones. So using estrogens, and if she, if she has a good reason why we can't use estradiol, even estriol, yeah. uh, applied vaginally will help both the vagina and the bladder function. Right. I mean, as women get older, men obviously have the prostate issue, which causes their slowing and intermittent uh, flow obstruction and uh, retention of urine. Mm -hmm. But for women, the loss of elasticity of the bladder wall makes it so that they cannot pee out as they used to uh, earlier as well. And so they have frequency and they also have another thing called stress incontinence, Mm -hmm. which is that after childbearing or with hormone depletion, they when they're running, jumping or laughing, they start to leak urine. And that's the muscles that form the the pelvic floor pelvic floor mm. and the the bladder sphincters yes you know as women don't start with as much testosterone as men you know they st- we start at well over a thousand they start at 75 or 80 and as their testosterone level is declining uh, they're less and less able to make muscle and we aren't talking about biceps muscles we're talking about the muscles in the pelvic floor those that control our bowel and our bladder and you know the urogenital, whole urogenital tract. So that loss of elasticity, so the bladder won't stretch and and get bigger, makes them pee more frequently, and the loss of the muscles helps or causes them to lose control and start leaking urine. Right, and so then it's a, well, it's a two-pronged problem attack. Yet, but she just, she just well, let's avoid it, shall we? Um, you know. Yeah, we, and we, then you. Yeah, waiting. So you're saying you're saying that if she gets on hormone therapy, that would help her. Well, also sleep, right? He mentioned that she wakes up at night, so she's probably not sleeping well through the night. So progesterone depletion is taking place. Mm-hmm. That's waking her up, and then she has a sensation to go pee, so she goes to pee. Mm-hmm. If her progesterone and her hormonal balance was adequate, she may not wake up through this, and she might be able to sleep through the night. So we'd have to look at her hormones. That's right. Yeah, we we'd measure. Okay. We'd measure eight different hormone levels on her and see which one she's low on. And, you know, usually if we bring them back up to more robust levels, she functions a whole lot better. Okay. Well, that's good. I'll, I'll let her know. I'll give her okay. a report. Hey, the second question I have was, um, Dr. Mixon, you've mentioned that in our state we can go order our blood test. Mm-hmm. So, you know, since I've gone to Medicare now, it's really, it's really, the federal government stinks. But now that I've gone to Medicare, they, they won't, Medicare won't cover my naturopathic doctor. Yeah, and my naturopathic doctor can't order my blood test, can't order my blood test. Well, he can, you just have to pay for it. they'll charge you. Yeah. No, she says that they'll charge her as opposed to uh, charging me. I, I don't know what she means by that, but so I'm just wondering, can LabCorp, and I just walk in and say, hey, I want, you know, testosterone, progesterone, or, you know. Yeah, sure. You then, yep, you have to pay out of pocket. Well, this, and, well, and, so so, yeah. so Medicare won't cover it if I, if I order it myself then? Nope. No, you have to have a you have to have a pathological diagnosis. That's one of the reasons we don't participate in Medicare is that you're not sick. We don't have a pathological diagnosis, and if we fudged one for you, we'd be committing Medicare fraud, and okay, we are going minute. there. Okay, wait a minute. If he if he can go if he has high blood pressure, can mm-hmm. he go to LabCorp and say I have high blood pressure and I want a CMP drawn today? Will they do it? 
they'll do it. The question is, will Medicare cover it? Mm. Okay, so he'll have to pay out of pocket. That's the problem, yeah. LabCorp will do any test that you go in and ask for as long as you're willing to pay their bill. And, wow. and, the, and the problem is your bill is far higher than Medicare's rate. Okay, What Medicare would pay $30 for, you'll pay 200 Right. Okay, because the yeah, federal government requires that Medicare and Medicaid get the lowest possible rates. And, and the formal government um, position is they should make up the loss on uninsured people. So, but if he has um, an MD and an MD is prescribing his medications and checking wants to check a CMP for hypertension, they can do it. Then Medicare then can Medicare cover it because the doctor has entered the diagnosis on the order sheet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you have a pathological diagnosis, Medicare will cover the test for that diagnosis. But if you have high blood pressure, that does not cover progesterone, pregnenolone, dehydroepiandesterone, testosterone, IGF-1, you know, the other Mm. things that you really need to have tested. Is there any kind of pathological thing for low testosterone or low estrogen for women? We call it menopause. And andropause. (laughs) And andropause 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 for men, menopause for women. Um, you know, and and so if if your doctor writes on your slip that you have andropausal symptoms, then you can get the test to find out if you truly have andropause. Now the government has has guidelines, and if your if your testosterone is below a certain point, they'll say, "Yep, he has andropause." Then they'll cover your your your, your prescription testosterone. Unfortunately, they don't cover your pregnenolone, dehydroepiandesterone, and all the other hormones that you probably need because those are not a standard part of the diagnosis. And also, if you fall in the normal category, they will not cover it, right? That's right. So, bell-shaped curve. Remember, normal is a bell-shaped curve. So, if you fall at the lower end of it, but you're still normal, then that is not a medical diagnosis. That's normal. That's right. Anything within the normal curve is normal, not pathological. So right. the reality is... Okay, well, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. Here's the reality. Your body has to mean enough to you that you're willing to pay to have it maintained. Mm-hmm. And if your health doesn't matter to you enough to pay for it, well, then, you know, you make a decision. So that's right. that's the real world. There okay, you go. take care, my hey, friend. Hey, Ray, thank, thank you for your thank call you. and thank you for your questions. We're going to take a quick break here and we will be back with our number two of Leading Edge Medicine with the doctors, Dr. Pentland, Dr. Mixon, and Dr. Umat in our studio today. Here's that number to get through. Phone lines are open right now. 800-465-8770. That's 800-465-8770. We'll be right back. <laughs> 